for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. All right, welcome back to another episode of the season. This is an even bigger one that I've had the whole season. So when I started this series, it was down and dirty raw. That that was going to be the game plan and and uh, kind of me and my thoughts. But today I have a guest uh, in the studio with me to kind of interview me, and I think it's going to be a good a good decision. And because David Riley's here with me, he's going to be the host this week and um, or this episode anyway. He wanted to do this, and I thought this was a great idea because he knows I talk to him every day, and you know he was he was right along with me in the whole journey of of getting this deer. So, David, thanks for coming up here. First of all, yeah, you bet, man. I appreciate you asking me. Yeah, so this, I you know the season series has been going over really well. People love it, you know. And I told everybody and you like it's gonna be raw, just like short, quick, digestible like episodes. But today is. I wanted it to be part of the season because that's that's what the whole thing was. Sure, is, you know, and we're doing this a, a couple days after I killed this deer, but um, I wanted it to be right. I wanted to do it justice and get the story out there. And people are chomping at the bit, like they're blowing me up. Like, when's this going to go live? And I'm like, just just wait, you know. And I want to talk about it. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited about this one. So yeah, well that that's a good sign that uh, the season's going over well. That yeah. as soon as they see that Aaron's killed the buck, that they're chomping at the bit, wanting a story, you yep. know. And it's only been a handful of days since you've actually killed them. Yeah, and and also to kind of go back to, I asked David before I was doing this series, like what I should name it. He actually named it the season, so he's kind of part of this as well. So he's you know I was concepting the the idea and he's like name it the season but name it szn i'm like and i actually just got a new logo made up so for it so and i think what i'm gonna do every year is like so this year will be the season 22 i'm I'm thinking about getting shirts made because people are wanting some merch but next year we'll do the season 23 and i'll do a different like design so if people want to buy them or get them and just have like you know what I mean? Like people yeah. really like this thing, and I I didn't think it was going to go over as well as it has. Yeah, yeah. So. I I agree, and I've actually had some of my buddies reach out, and they've you know they don't know you personally well, so they're reaching out to me saying, "Man, tell tell Blasey that I love what he's doing. It's yeah. super fun to follow along." We're like, "Yes, it's not like you. It may be the night after or the day after a mm-hmm. hunt, but it's." like a semi-live action right. uh, through a podcast, you yep. know? So it's going over really well, I believe. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, I stole it from Bill Winky. I mean, you and I are Bill, big Bill Winky fans. Sure. When he did Midwest Whitetail is like the semi-live thing. I mean, it's not reinventing the wheel, but nobody that I know or listen to in podcast world do this. So I'm like, okay, I want to be a little different. See, yeah. it's been a lot of work. I'm not yeah. going to lie. It's like late nights trying to get the podcast out and get it the story out there and it's, you know, it is what it is, but yeah, people it's, like it. And you actually, you know, that was part of when we talked about it in the beginning, you want to do this, that, you know, it would be those things, uh, those late nights or, you know, coming after a morning hunt because, you know, when you have a family and you get done with those evening hunts, it's kind of like get in, get all your hunt gear on, mm-hmm. get back upstairs, you know, eat dinner with the family or spend a little time before they go to bed. But the one thing that I kept thinking about when you first kind of came up with this idea was it's going to be so cool for you after the season, mm-hmm. even though 
spoiler alert was it wasn't very long <laughs> yeah <laughs> but let's just say if you know you had 30 episodes to go back and you know on the off season where you could like you can re-listen to your entire season right yep. you know and it's it's one thing to keep notes and journal which it that's hard to do but those are like quick little notes where you're breaking down you know the temperatures the weather uh, wind direction, everything mm-hmm. about that hunt, good hunt, bad hunt, what you've seen. We're like, I, in my mind, that end goal of having all that was going to be really cool for you. Yeah, for sure. And that, that was the whole plan. It's like, I've taken notes my whole life, not whole life. I'd lie to you there. I've taken notes since 2012 or something like that. And now it's like, I've got this platform where put it on tape here and it's always there. Yep. You know what I mean? And there. All, most of them are like 15 minutes. This one's going to be longer. This one probably be more of like an hour long deal because there's there's a lot to unpack in sure. this bag. So, um, But first and foremost, I do want to say that this podcast this week is brought to you by Helix Broadheads. So if you guys want to try out Helix Broadheads, go visit them at helixbroadheads.com. I have a code. It is FALLHX10 if you guys want to save some money on Helix Broadheads. And um, I can say in the last two years, I'm five for five with these things. They, and I've got a whole bunch of buddies that have shot deer with them this year and love them. Try them out, give them a try. And, and, uh, they're, they've really helped me out. I'll tell you what. So, and today they, they actually, I can't, can't really talk about it, but there may or may not be something new coming. And I've been shooting them this year and it's, pretty crazy pretty cool (laughs) so i'll just leave it there yeah i was told not to say anything yet so that's all i can tell you but next okay let's let's get into this but next before we get into this story i do want to say that i i want i want to be totally 100 transparent about this story i would have never killed this deer if it wasn't for a local farmer okay this is not a deer that I was driving around and found and was like, hey, I'm going to go stalk this deer. And we'll get into the story why, but I, I just want to say the local farmer uh, to this farm where I'm hunting, you know, where I killed this deer is a, is a good family friend of mine. Um, it's his, his property. And, you know, if he wouldn't have seen this deer on the tractor and I wouldn't have passed him literally five minutes before this on the road, I wouldn't have killed this deer. So I shouldn't say I wouldn't have killed it, but you know what I mean? I wouldn't have the opportunity at that point in time because the deer is pretty close to a farm that I can hunt. So I just want to put that out there. And now I'm not trying to flex on like, Hey, I'm this, some King hunter, you know what (laughs) I mean? Because I just, I just don't want it to, I think a lot of people miss some details and, you know, just cause they want whatever the fame, the look at me, not saying that at all. I want that to be first and foremost that this is why I killed this deer. Yeah. So I want to get that out there first. Yeah. And, you know, just to piggyback on what you said before we we jump into the the full story and details is, you know, it pays to be good to people. You know what I mean? We're, you know, being open and transparent with landowners and local farmers or like that, that stuff pays off. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's very easy, and I, I can be guilty of this, it's very easy to be very secretive when it comes to big whitetails, right? Yeah. In your instance, being good to local landowners, farmers, 
it paid off big for you. Yeah. You know, and I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you too. I'm secretive. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is what it is. I, I'm not going to be, you're, you'll never see me post a trail cam picture unless that deer's dead. Sure. Or, you know, somebody's got him because I'm sorry, but I just don't like, I put so much time and effort in this is my thing. This yep. is what I live for. Yep. So like, it's not that I don't want you to kill him or the next guy. Yep. It's just that, I mean, kind of, I don't want you to, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah. I just, it, you're not, I'll be honest with you. You're not going to hear road names today. You're not yep. going to hear names of landowners. Yep. The only people that are going to know is my inner circle and my family. Yep. And like, it is what it is. Like, yeah. if you do know, then that's okay. Yeah. But I'm not just going to sit here from the mountaintops. Like we were just looking at Instagram and a guy posted a picture of a big deer, like 196 inch deer. And he's taking the picture in front of like, a big billboard that says mm-hmm. the person's farm name. I mean, huge billboard yeah. of like, and we're like, what the hell? Like, why yeah. would you, you know, so it's just big deer make people go crazy. They mm-hmm. do. And you know, I, I don't know. I, it's just something that I'll always do and call it bad, call it good, but I'll never be any different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, you, we put so much time and effort into it. And like you said, it's, it's not that we don't want someone else to kill the deer, just that, you know, we, let's at all be honest we want to crack at it too 100 you know what i mean and like i said the time and effort time away from family the money this more importantly the time Mm -hmm. for me that's always the time that's the time that's put into it so that's it's it's not a bad thing about being secretive but i also do believe that there's times when being a little bit open it can pay dividends yeah and it's you know i think you could ask anybody that might have a platform like a bigger platform where you just you know is pretty consistent on deer that you know you talk to them and it's like yeah my like i'm sure if you go to mark kenyon mm-hmm. you know mark kenyon's killed some good deer in yep. michigan and i'm sure if you go ask him and he's like hey how's the pressure been around you you know and oh yeah it's easy you can find me go on on x search my name you can yep. find where i live well that's about the only thing you can find because the only land i own but you know the, you can find Mark Kenyon. You can yeah. find you. You can find yep. anybody. Yeah, like, it is. I do it. Yeah. I go on there and be like, hey, where's yeah. Lee Lakoski live at? Yeah. Boom. There it is. Yeah. I, you know, I'm guilty too. In 2020, when I was in Iowa, you know, sitting around at night, me and my buddy drinking beers just for fun. We're, you know, we're searching guys' names on Onyx. Just, you know, let's look at their farm, look at their farm, you know, but it's, it's just, it's a product, just product, you know? Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I guess let's get into this. I'm sure you're equipped with. A lot of stuff because I've you know the story, but you don't know like the finer details of sure. it. Um, but yeah, I guess wherever you want to start, wherever we want to get into, let's do okay. it. Okay, I'll I'll start it off. Um, I think we need to uh, backtrack just because, like you said, you and I talk every day. So when I think of this story, I'm going to take it back to so you you killed your first buck in Michigan here on October 13th, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And everyone's already got to hear that on the season. So yep. we won't replay that. But where I think the the story, when I think about this buck is, so you killed the, your first one on the 13th and you probably really let that sit in. So that was a Thursday. So you probably kind of let that sit in over the weekend. Oh, no, actually you went to uh, Kentucky. You Kentucky. had to go film your yep. boss. Yeah. yeah so th- I killed him on the 13th. Um, basically Friday, the 14th was just get some work done, get packed. I was leaving early the 15th on Saturday, hunted 15, 16 in Kentucky, came back late or early. No, we came back early Monday morning, the 16th or something like that. It'd be 17th. 17th. Yeah. Yep. And then I couldn't hunt the 18th 
And then the 19th is I hunted that night. Okay. That was okay. my first one. Yep. And and everyone got to hear that on the, uh, the on the season. So basically after that last, that last, uh, the first kill you had here in Michigan of that, that really awesome buck, you let that soak in, had to work some, mm-hmm. but then your reels were turning, um, kind of moving forward, yep. you know, and we were bouncing, bouncing some ideas off each other. But uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about like what your thoughts were moving forward for that second buck tag? Yeah, so which you know, I mean, we have a big warm front that came in or was coming in. So like Friday was going to be in the 70s as a high, like 75. Saturday was going to be the same thing. Sunday was going to be the same thing. And even, you know, today we're recording on a Monday, same thing. I mean, right now you just showed up my house. It's you know, after five o'clock and it's 75 degrees out and we both looked at each other like this sucks, you know? So my whole thing was, I looked at the extended forecast of like, one's going to get cold again. I need to gear up for that. Not say you can't kill deer or good deer or whatever in the heat. But to be honest with you, that is my time to start gaining some brownie points. We're in the middle of like October where, you know, not saying you have to trip into one, but you got to be on your game. Like you really do to get them up in daylight. I mean, my cameras are completely trash right now. Like not saying I'm hunting cameras, but it's not showing anything. Sure. I think yours are probably doing the same thing. Yep. And so my plan was to like, kind of, I didn't want to relocate cameras a whole bunch because they were already on scrapes in coming into late October. I'm thinking these deer are going to start hitting scrapes again. They're going to be doing their loop. And then I can re- regroup. So I wanted it to get cold. I was uh, my next game plan was just kind of get everything dialed, get your gear back to situation. You know, I'm sure a lot of hunters out there are like, you know, I start hunting and then I just throw shit in my truck or I and don't clean stuff. You don't shoot your bow. Like yep. I just want to get back straight and narrow, equal base. I got one buck down. Pressure's off. Let's just get ready for leading up to my favorite time is that end of October. Yep. That was my plan. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of people too, is, is when you, you know, you put a buck down is, you know, things get messy. It's kind of, mm-hmm. it's not, not saying the, the quote unquote hit the reset button, the button, but that kind of, that's what it feels like after you shoot one, like, yep. okay, you're, you're restarting again for that next journey with the next buck. Yep. So, so you get back from the work trip and it's midweek and the, the temperatures are rising. And I, I actually can remember this. You and I had talked on uh, Thursday and I was I was going hunting Friday morning yes. because I was banking. It was on, cold Friday. I, I was banking on that last that last cold morning before it really started warming up. And I think, you, you know, you probably I think you had to take your daughter to school or something. But I, yep. I can remember the, you were going to run some chores on Friday morning and help your dad out. And I think this is this is going to be a really, really important part of the story is breaking down kind of your whole morning, because once this whole story f- unfolds, people are going to realize that Every decision you made Friday morning from the minute you waked, woke up led you to be mm-hmm. where you were. Yeah. And looking back on it too is like it's crazy how every decision I made had a purpose, but I didn't know it had a purpose. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the plan was my wife is a nurse. So a lot of people know that she works three 12 hour shifts in a row and then she gets time off and then has, you know, she's got a pattern. So she had to work Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So usually, I mean, when those, when that Friday, Saturday, Sunday comes, I'm daddy daycare all weekend. Yep. You know what I mean? But um, it was going to be really hot. So I was like, okay, that's that's fine. I'm going to get some work done on the house that I'm still trying to finish. 
Friday, I had pl- no plans of hunting. Now, my dad um, hunts, you know, still out of tree stands and, you know, he's 65. He can hang tree stands, but I don't want him hanging tree stands. Yeah. I don't need him up there hanging tree. I just need to make him safe to where he can get into them. Well, he's got one stand to set up now and he wants a different, another option. And this is kind of my fault in a way because I put it on myself, but like I should add more options for him. And he's, I really like it because he's kind of like, in his older age, he's getting back into bow hunting again. Yeah. And he's like, want it. And it's like really cool to see. Yeah. So we had south winds coming all weekend. And I'm like, uh, I'm gonna, I'm not going to hunt. I'm going to spend time with my daughter, you know, and just work on the house, do some things. So my dad, he didn't ask me, but he calls me. He's like, man, I really want to get another tree stand set up. And I'm like, well, Saturday, I wanted to work on the house. He wanted to hunt Saturday night. I wanted to hunt sun, uh, Sunday. So I said, well, Friday morning, I'm taking Peyton to school. I will leave right from taking her to school and I'll go right up to the property. I will, I knew what tree he wanted to be in. I knew exactly we've had tree stands in that tree before. I'm like, it'll be an easy hang for me, like 20 minutes in and out done deal, yeah. you know, and I can drive right to the tree almost. And that was another decision is like, okay, do I drive down there or do I load up from the field and walk 300 yards down there into the thicket? And it's like, you know, I'm just going to drive there because I had, I do, I had to get some work done. I'm, I'm ahead at work, but I also, I want to stay ahead. Yeah. So it's like, once you miss a day, it's like, okay, now I'm behind. Like, sure. I got to keep going. So that to kind of take me through that day is, you know, I woke up a little after six, had some coffee. I glassed, I glass every morning, every night. And the good thing is I can glass around my house and, and, uh, you know, try to catch a deer going back to bed. And cause if I do catch a deer going back to bed, I will get a babysitter and I'll try to hunt that night if I yeah. can. So I didn't, didn't see any deer. Well, I mean, maybe I did. I can't remember really. But anyway, so my daughter needs to be at school no later than 8.30. I usually drop her off about 8.20. I drop her off. My wife had a package that needed to go to UPS. Yep. She's like, can you drop this off? I'm like, yep. I have a buddy, a good friend that is works for UPS. He's like in the office, UPS. And, you know, I always, if I have packages to go out, I always give him a call like, hey, can I stop by? And just drop it off real quick and you can run it through. And he's like, yeah, no problem. Well, I called him that morning. I dropped Peyton off. I call him and I'm like, are you around? He's like, no, I'm in Illinois and I have I, I have uh, training. He's in UPS training stuff. I'm like, shoot, okay. He's like, I'm not around. And I'm like, okay, I won't take the package. And then uh, there's a Meyer. It's like a Walmart for Michiganders. It's a Meyer. It's right next to him. I'm like, man, I'm going to go buy some batteries. Yeah. Some lithiums because I want to get, I got a couple cameras that are getting low and I don't, I want, like I said, I want everything to be ground zero going into the rut. Like I want to know everything. I don't want to have to go in there and change cameras, whatever. Yep. Did, uh, knowing that you had to go get lithium batteries, did you have to go get a bank loan out for those right yeah, now? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I got gouged. They're man. terrible. <laughs> so usually I go to Sam's Club. And my wife had the Sam's Club card. So I'm like, and Sam's Club is way on the other end of town because they're the cheapest I can yeah. find batteries. I'm like, Meyer's right here. I'll just get these and then you know, go do this tree stand. So I go into Meyer and there's like a battery section right at the front door. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and there's eight packs for $24.95. And I'm like, mother of God. Yeah. Like, and the, only one pack gives me one one camera. I'm like, I need like three or four. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, you know? So... <laughs> But I'm like, maybe I'm, I'm going to, I said, I'm going to walk to the back of the store in the electronics and maybe they'll have like a bigger section that might have like 
24 pack of batteries for a little better deal. Yeah. So I walk back there, nothing. No eight chance. Pa- eight packs for a hundred dollars, yeah. basically. No you know? chance. So I go back up to the front, I grab three packs. I was gonna go in the self-checkout. Self-checkout's close. So I keep walking and uh I go into a, a lady there or whatnot and three people in front of me, you know. So then it's like I'm trying to hurry. Sure. Like I'm just like I need to get this done so I can go back home and work. And like yep. anxiety is hitting yeah. me. You know what I mean? Because th- this is all before you went to Meyer before you went to go do the tree stand work for your dad. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So you use you, no one in your head, you know, you kind of escaped uh, this this package deal because yep. that, that would even set you back a little yep. bit later. Yep. But so you're in there getting batteries, but you're still in your head going, you still have to do all this tree stand, get work for your dad, get that set up, and you need to get back home and work. Yep, for sure. So, and I wanted to be back home by no later than 10 o'clock to work. And that was at the latest. Like, I knew I could be home earlier than that. So, I get these batteries. I basically run out to my truck, and I'm like, I got to go. <laughs> so, around our area, there's a road. I can't hunt any of the round, ground around it. But you always get on this road, and it's like you see big deer. Mm-hmm. And, like, people that are locals will know what I'm talking about. So, uh, I'm like, I'm going to take this road and just just glass a little bit, see what's out, you know. And uh, road's closed. Mm-hmm. I pull down the road. I go three quarters of the way down the road, and it's closed. I'm like, shit. So, I and it, it pissed me off because I'm like, it's going to make my drive even longer to get to the farm. Yep. So, I turn around, and I go back. And anyway, so I, I get to uh, our farm, our family farm. And I go down. And to kind of backtrack a little bit, the night before, one of my good friends shot a buck, and he's he's been on the podcast before, and he he thought the hit wasn't the greatest. So I have another buddy that has a good tracking dog that helps me out, and so he wanted me to link him up with him. Yeah. I was trying to link him up the night before, but I couldn't get it done because it was late and guys were sleeping and stuff like that, so... The next morning, you know, I'm, I get down to where my dad wants his tree stand and I, I start hanging the sticks and all that stuff. And I'm like halfway up putting the, the, the stick on. I got my lineman strap and then my phone rings. And I look and I'm like, shit, I got to take that. Like, it's my buddy. And mm-hmm. So I talked to him like for 10, 15 minutes. Like, hey, I'll link you and so-and-so up on a group text. And you guys can kind of clap from there and get together and do all the plants. He's like, awesome. Thank you. And we bullshit a little bit. And then uh, I put my phone in my pocket, and I'm th- I thought to myself, like, I'll just text, do the group text when I get done hanging the stand. And I'm like, nope, can't do that. Like, I'm the type of person, if I don't do it now, I'll forget it. Sure. So I pull my phone back out, and I'm, I'm this big, long dissertation, this text, linking them up, because they've never met each other. So I, I proceed to hang the stand, get the stand hung, trim it out. And then I'm like, my dad, it's it's like a big clear cut he's looking over, and I'm like, there's a, there's a really good transition here. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make a mock scrape right mm-hmm. here and, and put some forehead gland in it. Just kind of as like a little bait pile in a way. Sure. Just kind of maybe get them a little closer. And there's usually always a scrape in this area, but it got clear cut last year. So it's kind of like changed some things. So there's a cedar tree there. And I'm like, man, I don't want to use a cedar bow. Yeah. Like I, I want to, like, coming from you and all yeah. the stuff I've learned from you and Troy is like, you know, try to pick out trees that in your area that have mm-hmm. good, good scrapes on them and everything. Well, for me anyway, beech trees get scraped under a lot. Yep. Wouldn't happen. 40 yards away, there's a beech tree. Perfect. So I go over there, 
cut two limbs off. I zip tie two limbs to this, and I make this big scrape, put some forehead gland in, and I'm like, this is perfect. Sent a, sent a video to my dad, and I'm like, I know my dad would want to see a vid- video from the up in the tree, and I didn't want to get back up there, and I'm like, you know what? Just do it. Yep. And this goes into all these decisions. Like I could, I could have left already. Yep. You know what I mean? But my dad wanted to see... You know, I knew he'd want to see it, so I got back up in the tree, took a video, sent it to him, and he was happy as a clam. I, so I take everything back to the truck, and I get I get out of there, basically. So this is when things start getting a little weird. Okay. When I, Looking back at it, it's, it, it's very odd. Um, I'm heading home, and on my way home, I'm like, man, there's a camera that I really would like on a on a – on a permission piece of property I have it's permission and it's I'm like man I could slip in there real quick on the way home and just like move a camera mm-hmm. and and you know and needed the batteries changed anyway so I'm like I got batteries here like yeah. perfect you know yeah. but then I'm like there's a guy on my left shoulder and a guy on my right shoulder and one saying go to work the other one saying it's not gonna take long right. this is gonna pay dividends for you for the next week like you need to do this yes. And then, like, with my job, it's very flexible to where, like, I can work late at night as long as I'm getting my stuff done and yeah. it's to par, like, I'm good. Yeah, doing doing your job and doing it good type yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. What, uh, when, what, if you can remember, when you left, uh, when you left the farm, what time was it at that point? Let me look real quick okay. because, um, I know I sent my dad that text. Yep. Yeah, because I, I, I can remember you sending those that you, you were just finishing up. I sent up. them to you, too. Yep, made that mock scrape, you know, took that took that uh, that tree stand video of the what he'd be overlooking. I, I can remember all that. So I left at 10.30 on the nose. Okay, you left, left there 10.30, yep. and then this has been so your... So I was job. already late. I wanted to be home at 10 yeah. to work, <laughs> yeah. okay? So you're, you're already late. I'm already late. And, and you got the, you know, the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other one, and you're thinking about getting this this trail camera dialed in because the, the most important time is ahead of you. Yes. Yeah. So um yeah, this is where it gets really really weird. So anyway, I'm like just go home and work, do the camera, but then I'm thinking like I got to get my daughter from school at like 3:30. Mm-hmm. When I get her from school, I'm daddy daycare. Like yep. there's no Yeah. I'm like just get this stuff done. And, and what I mean by daddy daycare is I can still work at home yeah. with her here, but it's like, I just can't go and be like, I'm going to move a trail cam. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. So I'm driving down the road and I pass said local farmer. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, wave to him and everything. He's on the tractor and it wasn't five minutes later. Excuse me. It wasn't five minutes later. He calls me. He's mm-hmm. like, Hey, did you uh, shoot one this morning? I'm like, no. He goes, oh, so you, you know, you didn't hunt at all. I'm like, no, I'm, you know, just kind of running some errands and I got to work. And I said, it's, it's warm. I mean, shit, it was Friday. It was like 75 degrees. You it know? got warm. On but it was Friday. cold in the morning. It was like 29 degrees here in the morning. We had, we had the, the hardest frost yet. Yep. You know what I mean? So he's like, well, he's like, I'm, you know, I just, pa-. he, he did say, he's like, was that you? I just passed. I'm like, yeah. And Yada yada, we talk about it. And he's like, I got a, there's a pretty big deer over here in my field. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I think he's got like a limp. And, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'll, and honestly, I was on the phone with a, my buddy at the time. And normally I'd be like, okay, this is where it gets weird. This is what yeah. I just thought of. I was on yep. the phone and 
I look at on my phone when he's when the farmer's calling me, and I'm like, I thought to myself, I'm like, I'll just let it go. Yeah. I'll, I'll call him right back. But then I'm like, I thought to myself, he doesn't call me all the time. Right. So maybe I should take it. Yep. So then I told my buddy, I'm like, I'll call you back kind of thing. So I took it, and that's when he's like, you know, there's this big deer over here, and and uh, I think he's got a limp and everything. So I, I wheel around, and I, I find him, and... I pull up there and I get up on his tractor with him because the deer is like over this rise. And I glass the deer for the first time. And I'm because, you know, nothing against the farmer, but you know, you everybody hears that's like, oh man, I saw a really big yep. deer. Yep. It's like your definition of a big deer and my definition might be a little skewed. Sure. You know, maybe. Yeah. And nothing against anybody, but, you know, not saying I know big deer and nobody else does, but well, we, we've all seen. The, 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 you kind of have two people, mm-hmm. right? Two categories. For some reason, with this, there's no, there's not much middle ground. You, right. You have, you know, person A that they've seen a big deer, and it's it's a big eight point, and then they they see it and they show you, and it's a seventy inch eight point. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Right. Okay. That's just in their in their eyes, that's a big deer. Yep. Then you have person B, farmer. Doesn't care to hunt, but it's around big deer or around Sees, deer yep, all the yep. time. You show him a deadhead you picked up that's one thirty eight, and he says, "Well, why would you waste your time carrying that out of the woods?" You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? So right, then it's like, right. yeah, okay, so it's very like, odd. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so then you you do you have to take in exactly what a big deer might mean to someone. Yeah. So, uh, and let me see if I can get a timeline here. Um, I, I can't get a timeline on that because my texts with the local said farmer have not started yet. It was mm-hmm. just a phone call. Yep. So I get up on the tractor and I look out in the field and in my head, I, I see this deer. And the first thing in my head that I say, I say, holy fuck. <laughs> well, hold on. So I haven't even heard this. You're on the tractor that the farmer's on? Yeah. He's sitting in his tractor. Okay. And I climb up the stairs yeah. and I kind of get... I'm on the stairs, but I kind of get on like his fender because I yep. got to get up higher. Yeah. Are, is is he on the road? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And was we're gonna try to paint the best picture. Yeah. Leading into this. Yeah. So this tractor, uh, this was on an east west road. It's on a north south road. North south road. Okay. Yep. So the tractor's on a north south road, and you jump up on the tractor and look at the deer. And from the tractor, what way is this buck? He's west. He's of west me. of you yep. guys. Okay. Yep. Eating better is easy with Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are 
$15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. So uh, I said, holy explicit. Yeah. <laughs> I say, holy fuck. Like, yeah. that's a big deer. Yeah. And then, I, then immediately in my head, I start rifling through, like, who is this deer? Mm-hmm. Like, because um, I have a farm that's relatively pretty close. Yep. That I have cameras on that I've never seen a deer this big. Yep. And I can see the deer does have a limp. Yeah. And and it looks like it's something on his backside and he's walking and then or no i'm sorry he's bedded down and it's in a it's a bean field standing yeah. bean field and he's like hey look down this row and he's like you'll see his antlers there and I, that's when i glass him yeah. i'm like holy crap who's that you yeah know? and the and these these beans are all dried up they're leafed all dried out. Up, yeah, leafed out no this leaves, isn't no nothing. this isn't thick cover no soybeans mm-hmm. these are these are ready to be picked beans yep and um He's like, I think you should go kill him. Like, like I think he's thinking a mercy kill. You know what I mean? Like, just go up mm-hmm. there and put him out of his mer- misery. And I'm like, okay. I had my bow with me, but I did not have my release. Okay. Okay. So I said, can you stay right here? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna go where my release is and my gear. And I said, I will, I'll be right back. Yeah. So I do an Austin Powers turn in the road. It was like an eight-point fucking turn. And I'm like, <laughs> this is ridiculous, yeah. you know? And I head to where my hunting gear is, and I get my release. I'm, I'm thinking, like, what do I need? Yeah. Okay, I have, you know, everybody knows the stretchy. Actually, I'm wearing the pants I was wearing. The stretchy Wrangler pants. Yeah. I had those on. I'm like, those will be fine. I already had my crispy boots on because I was hanging the tree stand. Yeah, you're out working. So I'm, like, I'm good the there. Mm-hmm. But I had a hoodie on, a black hoodie, and I'm like, black hoodie's not going to do it. So I rip my my hoodie off, and I put on my Sitka Fanatic hoodie. That's camo, and I'm like, that'll be good. And I was thinking, I was like, how warm is it going to be today? Like, is it's getting warmer? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, am I going to be cold out there? I grab my gloves. And the Fanatic hoodie, it has a built-in face mask. So I'm like, yep. I'm good there. And then I had to grab my hat, yep. the hat. Mm-hmm. And we can get into the hat oh, after yeah. a while. <laughs> um, and I grab my release and I and my binos. I put my binos on. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to need my binos. So I race back. When I left, the deer was getting up. Okay. When I, when I left the tractor to go get my gear, the deer was getting out of his bed to mm-hmm. walk. Okay. And he's he- he's heading straight south. Yeah. And there, there is a there is a wooded fence row to the south of this deer. And then it's the neighbors. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's a lot of standing corn. I drove here uh, around that area yep. today, and there's a ton of standing corn. And um. So when I'm going down the road, I look out and you can just see this deer in the middle of bean field. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, shit, like he's gonna be out of my life and yep. out of uh, out of the deal. So I come back. I can't see the deer. 
I get back up on the tractor and the farmer says he got up and he walked towards that fence row and he bedded down, but he can't see him. He's like, he's not to the fence row yet. I can tell you that he's not in the fence row yet. Yep. I'm like, okay. Cause he's, he, he, he could see him lay down, but he, after he bedded down, he couldn't pinpoint him or exactly. Okay. Exactly. And, uh, he's like, I got to go do some work. He's like, I'd love to sit here and watch you, but mm-hmm. he's like, go have fun. Okay. And uh, I said, okay. He said, drive your truck up to the the corner of the field. And uh, he's like, there's a trail there and just park there. So now I'm I'm like, what do I do here? Mm-hmm. Immediately, I look at what way the wind's coming. Yep. So I'm going to be coming in from the east. The wind is southwest. Yep. And there's not a lot of wind. Four to five mile an hour. Terrible stalking conditions. The only thing I had going for me is we had such a hard frost that day. The whole ground and everything was completely soaking wet. Yeah, from the frost kind of melting off once that sun hit it. Yep, completely yep. soaking wet. Yep. So, um, also, deer when they bed, they bed with the wind to their back, mm-hmm. and they watch their trail that they come on. That's just a safety thing they do. Yep. So they can smell things that are behind them that they can't see, and what they can see. They don't need to smell it because they can see it. Yeah. And in this buck, I can tell everyone listening right now, where this buck was laying, he he has such a such a visual advantage oh, yeah. in that area. Like yep. there he he was watching everything in there. Where he was bedded is what a big deer, that's how a big deer survives. He had the perfect bed to what he needed to do just to stay alive. You know what I mean? That's what yep. a big deer does. His yep. situation was so bulletproof, I thought. But, okay, now let me go back, though. Before, when I got out of my truck and started my ascent in, I don't know where this deer's at. I just know he's in this bean field. I can't see him. I can't get yep. high enough. There's a rise in the field. So my whole thing was like, I'm going to take the fence row up, and I'm on I'm on the the south side of the fence row. He's on the north. I'm going to take that up and then I'm going to try to glass him through the fence where I'm thinking, yep. like in perfect world. You know? Right. It's going to be the perfect world. It's going to be easy. Yeah. You know? And I think the farmer, honestly, and I haven't talked to him really much about the story since it happened, but I think the farmer was thinking like, it's a mercy kill. Just go up and shoot him because he's sure. limping and he's hurt. It was so far from that. Yeah. And, and in my head, I can't act like that because that's when everybody knows, listen to this, that is a serious deer hunter these deer have a will to live oh yeah they're, you know what i mean it's it's their will to live is it's second to none it's i've never seen anything like it oh out of all the years especially as much as you know we don't like to talk about it those unsuccessful uh track jobs those you those, and i were on one already this year yes those track jobs will those will teach you what kind of will they have it, it it's incredible just for justification of what David's talking about, him and I went up on that northern Michigan deer hunt, and Alex Chop shot a really good deer, and it's on Michigan Outdoors' YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. If you go to Michigan Outdoors' YouTube channel, watch where Alex shoots this deer. We tracked this deer over three miles mm-hmm. for two days, never found him. It's it's mind-blowing. It makes me rethink shot placement you, and everything. You want to know what it makes me think, honestly? Dude, it makes me a little scared. It does. I, I, because I, after watching that... That's not only where I, I would shoot a deer, it's where I would teach my kids to shoot a deer. Yeah, 100%. That's a, I mean, that's what kind of shot it was. Yeah, I recommend everybody stopping this podcast, maybe, or just wait till it's done, and then just go YouTube Michigan Out of Doors, 
and watch the episode. It's it's crazy. You'll, yeah. you'll get what we're saying about will to live. Yep, the will to live. Yep. So anyway, um, I'm thinking, how am I supposed to do this? So I check the wind. The wind's going to be perfect. I'm good yeah. with the wind. So now it's just like trying to get close enough. And I don't feel like I can just go up there, bow drawn, and walk her up to him in his bed and shoot. Yeah. Him. Well, I, well. Let me ask you this before before we go any farther. Have you ever ground stalked a whitetail before? Last year's Michigan deer. So I'm two. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so, Mister Whitetail Adrenaline. No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Not even on those guys' level. <laughs> Not at all. But I will tell you, some of that stuff that I did last year did work into sure. what I was doing here. Sure. And we can get into that a little bit, but um, so as I'm walking up this fence row, I'm noticing that this fence row is way too thick. Mm-hmm. There's no way I'm gonna be able to see this deer before he sees me. So, and I've made, so the deer, now that I went back and I I went on on X and I looked and I put pins in, the deer was 300 and like 393 yards off the main road where I come in from. Okay. So he basically, he was 359 yards, 93 yards, 393 yards west Yes, of, of the road that yep. you that the farmer was yep. on and that you were on. Yep, there was a big red maple tree in the fence row, the tallest one. And the only thing he could tell me is like, he's like, you see that big red maple? He's like, he's somewhere out in the field, mm-hmm. like out from there. And I'm like, okay, yeah. that's that's good enough. Like, yep. I've got a I got a general direction. Yeah, and when you showed me that spot today, you know, the way where he was laying, those spots in those fields, you know, when people talk about they see uh in all summer long like oh i always see these bucks out in these spots or i always see them come out in this low spot like those not only like are they have such good sight advantage right in those areas of the field but they that's their best like thermal advantage 100%. in those fields because like you just watch how the that field flows mm-hmm. that's exactly why they enter an exit there or that day why he was even though like it, it, people are gonna be like i can't believe that deer is bedded there when you see how that the field flows and the low spots compared to the high spots, like that, <laughs> he was better there because he felt hundred percent safe. Yep. Yeah. He he had a purpose there. Mm-hmm. He really did because when he gets on the neighbors, there's 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 corn in there, but he wasn't going to the corn. There's no purpose yeah. on the neighbors. It's yeah. wide open. And you got to think when the leaves are on, you never see him there. Right. When the leaves are on those beans, when the, they're yeah, full. Yeah, you never see him. You never see yeah, him and there. And we'll get into that, how hard it was for me to see him when I got there. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking up the fence row and I get about halfway up the fence row and I'm like, there's no way that I can see him. I need to get on the other side and just start inching my way. So I'm trying to find a good way to, to cross this fence row without being noisy because I'm like I'm saying there's no wind. Yeah. There's nothing at all. Yep. And um, so what I ended up doing was I knew I had to be on my hands and knees or belly crawl and it's thick. I mean, there's picker bushes and mm-hmm. there's a main road, a paved main road nearby. And every time like a loud vehicle, a semi or something would go by, that's when I'd make my move. Okay. And honestly... Going back to like the last podcast I did with Jake Bush was going through my head the whole time and, mm-hmm. and the finer details that he the biggest thing in my opinion when you're doing a spot and stock, you can't get Rammy. You yeah. can you have to have patience. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. And me as a type A person, I'm Rammy. In mm-hmm. general, in everyday use, I'm just like, I gotta go, I gotta go. If I don't have enough time in the day, I just gotta keep going. Yeah. It's it's easier to 
to see your destination up ahead and yes. no matter what you're doing in life. But yeah, you know, when it comes to hunting, like if you have that, you know, that spot where you need to be set up or that tree, it's easy to like, once you see it, I think we as humans naturally like easily just mm-hmm. get, like you said, get rammy, like yep. want to get in there faster than what you actually need to be. Yep. So this fence trail is probably 15 to 20 yards wide. Maybe not 20 yards. It's probably 15 yards wide, but it's all thick. It's thick. Yep. And um, so I got down on my hands and knees and I started going through this fence trail. I get my legs are cut up now and sh- shit like that. And yeah. it's, it's cold. It's mm-hmm. wet, like muddy ground too. Yeah. And I'm th- at one point I thought to myself, like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So I have my quiver on my bow and I cannot shoot with a quiver on my bow. <laughs> I've tried. I've tried practicing in the years cannot and i'm like i gotta get rid of this quiver yeah another thing that makes noise mm-hmm. everything so feels bulky it's very bulky yeah. i take my quiver off and i'm like i'm just gonna leave it here but then i'm thinking i'm having an internal fight with myself like i you know i, I should probably have at least two arrows mm-hmm. so i have an arrow knocked <laughs> and i grab another arrow on my quiver and i'm like if i can if i get two arrows off on this deer and i miss them both times then it's not meant to be yeah bad on you at that point exactly yeah. that's that's my fault yeah why don't uh I know it's probably going to be hard to tell unless you dropped a pin, but why don't you have your best guess tell the listeners, so we got this buck off the road at 393 yards. Give us your best guess when you decided to cut that that uh, tree line or that fence row, when you, you were south of it and you're going to decide to, you know, hands and knees crawl across it to the north side, approximately how many yards off that road were you at that point i'm looking at my phone because i screenshot it it was okay. 77 yards okay so so you, you've walked wait a second you asked how far was i from the deer no off the road so okay, off the road so i was you've made your way off the road you're south of that tree line that deer was at 393 he's on the north side of that tree line but he's 393 yards to the west off that road i was 210 yards off the road okay so you're you know you're right around that you know you still have once you cross that that tree line you still have another 180 yards to go approximately and i just did the pin as a as a crow flies from where i went across it's 94 yards okay to where i thought the deer well okay where knowing now where the deer was bedded i can put a pin there right it was 94.3 yards okay Okay. so about 100 yards to go yes but now you, you now you're on his side of the playing field you're on his side yes. of this tree line. Yes. And this is where there was tall grass on that on his side. So my whole thought was I'm gonna crawl. It took me a good clip to get fifteen yards in there. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't want to be loud. You know, your bow's got so much shit on it that yeah. just cling, clang. Yep. So I finally get to that side and I'm like, I told myself in my head, I'm like, I just gotta burn the glass now. I have to find him before I can make another move. Yep. I have to. It's a must. Yep. I will spend here all day to find this deer. Yeah. It took me about 25 minutes on the glass, and I finally found him. I picked up a G2, like, and it looked, and honestly, I think it was just one of those times I just caught him when he was moving, and it was one of those, have you ever had the moment where you're like, you like see a deer appear, and then it's like, man, you like you see maybe a tine, then you yeah. look and you, you get like the big picture and you're like, oh my god, like there's the whole deer. Like it's one of those weird posters when you yeah. look at it forever and it's yeah. like, oh wow, he's you start like, right seeing there. something. Yeah, good on you though, man, because like that that stuff takes patience, and I don't have it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'll be I mean, totally honestly, I don't have it. Good, good on you for that though. Just knowing, 
you knew what you needed to do at that at that exact time and just taking your time like that good on you for that yeah and it, it took a good good minute and now so when i found i'm like okay so behind the deer i'm like my first initial thought was find a reference point what is behind the deer or where can i put something there was an object behind the deer on the neighboring property that i could be like okay that's where he's at so mm-hmm. now when i move you know and i didn't have a range finder i shoot a garmin sight so i didn't have and looking back on it now I almost wish I did have a range finder in my belt so I could just like kind of click instead sure. of pulling my bow up and then ranging. I will say that might have been an issue where it's that site might be a little difficult. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Other than that, that site is and you'll get I'll get into why that site is badass here yeah. in a minute. So I I don't know how far I am from this deer. Mm-hmm. I just know I can see the deer. I know I can't shoot him right, right here. Yeah. So I watched deer. So I, I get a reference point, but then my thing is like, okay, now I got to glass him to figure out which way he's land. I can see what way his head's facing, and then it clicked. It's like, okay, he's facing northeast. Yep. The wind's coming out of the southwest. Yep. So, and then I'm like, it makes perfect sense. Yep. The wind's hitting him in the back. He's looking. Yep. And we got in, if I remember correctly, that Friday, we had winds were increasing through the day yep, yep. okay and we had talked about the, in the story it was cold that morning but it was it was this this was the day when it was cold in the morning but we're gonna see high 60s so not only do we have, it got up to 76 that day 76 yes. okay yep so not only do we have increasing winds but we probably had some rising thermals out there like that the, the yes. deer gods were they were sending you a mm-hmm. gift that day that yeah. morning so my I couldn't go back through the fence row. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, even though I know where he's at, I can't. Like, I might as well just stay here and just work my way up as much as I can. Yeah, I mean, he's he's facing north northeast, and you're working east to west. Like, you're mm-hmm. just off. Like, just off. Just off. Yeah. So, my whole thing is, I I I couldn't see. I could just see what way he was facing. So every time I would see him turn his head and look back northwest away from me. I'm like, that's when I got to make my move. Mm-hmm. And it could take me all day. Yep. So I, the longest time I went on my hands and knees, I'd put my, I'd, I'd reach my bow ahead as far as I could. And then I would, I would go two yards. Yeah. And then I'd look up and you got to remember, I have weeds on my left and I have beans on my right. I am like in that little section, that little, you know, where the farmer puts his tire to plant. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm in that little section. And I'm working straight west. Yeah. And he is northwest of me a little yeah. bit. Okay. So it takes me a while. I don't know how long it took me to get where I where I could or where I did, but I know I made I'm 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 muddy, I'm cold, I'm wet. Like I just remember my bow yeah. and my whole thing is with like my bow is I'm trying to keep my cams not muddy. Yeah. Okay. That's like you never know when you pull back your bow and something mud in there lodged it could Knock yeah. something off. So I've got an arrow in my right hand and I've got an arrow in my bow. Okay. And I'm just inching along, inching along. And it took me a while. I'd, if I had to guess half hour, mm-hmm. 40 minutes maybe to get, you know, I was at 90 yards to get to where I shot him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I keep moving and the wind staying true. And I had milkweed with me because at one point I felt like the wind was starting to swirl a little bit. And this is where it gets weird because there's a swale. He's bedded like 20 yards off of the fence row, 
but there's a swale that comes out into the field that's tall grass that they can't farm. Yep. And what I was realizing is the thermals or the wind was coming from there, coming to me, but almost making like a little vortex. Yep. And like sending the wind straight north. So the yeah. wind's out of the southwest and it should be blowing northeast, yeah. but it was for some reason going back north. I don't know why. What let me let me try to paint a really good picture what happens there. And someone explained this explain this kind of scenario. Uh it kind of it will play a part to this. So think about a stream, okay? And mm-hmm. then you put a rock in that stream that the rock sits just above the water. Yep. And when you watch the water go around that, it just kind of like, it just eddies yep. and whirlpools behind it. And then it just disperses, disperses after that. Yeah. So if you think about like, a, so I've got to see it. Th- that is not a, a large swale. Nope. So when you have that, that little swale, it's, it's a little equi- rock. It's equivalent to like a little rock sticking above the water, yep. just a little bit mm-hmm. in a moving stream or river. And you watch that water just just swirl afterwards, yep. and that's that's probably exactly what you were seeing that day. Yeah, and you know, I wish the wind was for a couple reasons more like a harder wind because I'm starting to realize learning these thermals uh, a very low wind day is I hate it. Yep, because the wind the wind in my my opinion runs through an area and then just kind of dissipates wherever it wants. If you get a 12 to 15 mile an hour stiffy that's got some heat behind it sure it will like stay true more sure i feel that's my opinion no i didn't I, have that i think you're right i think you're right with that yeah so i get to where i think i'm in top pin range okay yeah and i it was a it was a combination of um hands and knees belly crawling like a like a you know like an army figurine you know those guys the green green oh, dudes yeah. that like it was that, but then there was times, there was like two times that I knew I could get like a five to 10 yard chunk off because he would turn his head and look away from me and I'd get on my feet mm-hmm. and crouch down real low and I'd take five yards yeah. and I'd take 10 yards. And you know what that is, is when I hear this, when I, I'm hearing, and I thought I even heard Melissa's story, I'm getting more out of it yep. today, but that's just like, uh, that's hunter instinct in us, you know, uh, Maybe maybe a little bit of woodsmanship or what, but that that's just our instinct of being a hunter. You know, no, yep. no matter if you were hunting a rabbit that day or or just so happens to be your largest Michigan buck, that's just our hunter's instinct right. inside of us. You know, like you just said, you've made two stalks. Okay, so it's not like you're. I'm green at this. Right, it's not like you're a season. Like this is the only way I hunt. Yeah, this is just a hunter's instinct that is bred inside of you. Well, I, I, I'm gonna get a, give a lot of uh, credit to Jared Scheffler with the White Tail Adrenaline because I have every one of his DVDs and I've watched every one. Sure, like that's all. The dude is in my opinion, probably the best when it comes to ground stalking deer. Mm-hmm. I watch those videos all the time. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, back to the story, I get to where I feel like I'm top pin. So now I'm like, I can't get any closer. I feel like visually, like I even pull my sight up and I'm trying to range, but there's so many beans. Sure. You know what I mean? I can see, his beams up with the naked eye, but when I glass him, I can see his face, I can see his body, I can, and I can't get a shot in there. Yeah. So I figured he was twenty five yards. Yep. Okay. And I'm trying to see what this deer's demeanor is, what he's doing. Mm-hmm. 
this deer was alive and well. Yeah. There was no there was no walking up to this deer and mercy killing him. Yep. This deer was chewing his cud. He was taking his antlers and he was rubbing his back. You know how yep. they do that. He was licking, he was grooming himself, you know, yada yada. Do, doing just what deer do yeah. in their bed. And and all by himself. All by himself. Exactly what those those the most mature bucks in Michigan, I swear to and God. And I can tell you this deer is probably the biggest deer in the area. Mm-hmm. If not, I mean it will get into it. Why? Yeah. I'm sure there's a bigger deer, but this is a this this deer is kind of an anomaly for this this area. So, mm-hmm. um, so I feel like I'm I'm there. So, I I put my glove down in the mud and I put my cam on that glove because I didn't like I said I didn't want mud on it. I didn't want anything to to hinder. And I clip my release on my and I I shoot a strap release a wrist release, and I just clip it on my D loop and I put my phone down. I did Snapchat you. You did. You and, you and my, I think my, I think I Snapchat my wife. Yeah. And I Snapchat and I said, I can't remember what I, I said. I can tell you what he said. I can't remember. 30, or, 30 yards out from a stud. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, Aaron. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> if, you know, my buddies, my brothers, any of that stuff, I ain't believing that shit. Okay. <laughs> but then I goes, because I I knew what you're doing all morning. You just sent me you just sent me a video of your you know this tree stand that you hung for your dad and this mock scrape, and then all of a sudden it's it's thirty yards from a stud. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that looks like in the middle of a bean field. But I'm like, hmm, that dude does have his bow there. Maybe he's not joking. <laughs> so I did Snapchat that, and then I'm in a couple different group Snapchat deals, and I got my phone on the ground and I'm just sitting here and I I'm like, I'm, I'm waiting here as long as it takes for this deer to stand up. I mm-hmm. have, the deer has to stand up. I can't throw a rock at him. I mean, I could, but I don't know what state this deer is in. I mean, he looks to me like he's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. So I just sat there. And then, so my, like I said, my wife worked. So the days that she works, you know, she leaves the house really early and she always texts me about 11 o'clock, somewhere in there. And she was always like, "How was how was P this morning? Like yeah. getting out and, sure. and she's been sick, yeah. so it's like, how was she doing this morning? What time did she get up? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So she texts me. I look down. I see it come through, and I'm like, I look at my phone. Like shit, I got I got to answer it. Yeah, because yeah. and my wife's the type where she's a great wife, love her to death, but she's the type where she's like, if she doesn't get a response back in 15, 20 minutes, it's, it's like question marks. What's going on? Yeah, like because she knows how I am. Like mm-hmm. I have my phone with me all the time. Like, if 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 I don't respond to her, she knows either a something's wrong or b I don't know. What yeah. I, like I'm usually Johnny on the spot with sure. her. So I look down. I'm like shit. So I grab it with my right hand and I'm looking at the deer. I never even looked at what I was saying to her, but I just typed to her awesome. Yeah. I just said awesome. She just needed a response. Yeah. You know what I mean. And, and you're right handed, so that means yes. that, that's your release hand. Yeah. Your bow still in your hand, so yep. you're, you're just typing with your release hand. Yep. Yep. And I'm like, autocorrect will help it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's going to come out <laughs> awesome or not, but I wanted to say awesome, like because she she asked me, she's like, how'd P do this morning? And I just said awesome. Yeah. And I hit send, and I looked down for a split second, and it said awesome, and it was spelled perfect. And I'm like, okay, good. Back to the action, <laughs> and I clip back on. I think she texted me back and she said, what time did she get up? And I looked down, I'm like, shit. So I looked and I said, 7.20. She yeah. got up at 7.20. So 
that was done, but I had texts coming through. I had Snapchats coming through, and I'm like, do not pick that phone up. Do not, because that's going <laughs> to cost you this deer. I sit there for 57 minutes yep. like that, okay? And my my feet, I'm sitting on my knees. My feet are getting tired. They're yeah. tingling. They're, you know what I mean, how that tingle feel gets. Every time the deer would look away, I would get up. I would stand up off of my knees to mm-hmm. give my feet a break. Yep. When when he would look away, what would he look at? Would he look at the the next road, or nope. what? What would he look at? A lot of time, it was just he was chewing his cud, or like he did a lot of scratching his back, like with his antlers, yep, like with his antlers, his head back. yep, with yeah. his G twos. He was just scratching his back. <sighs> Big a lot. bucks do that. Yeah, they he, do, dude. He did it so much. Yeah, they you'll still you'll see the they'll have like those wore out spots on their back where everyone's like, oh man, they must have been fighting. Where it's well, like they scratch themselves like one that. of my Missouri bucks on the wall. You go but look at his hide right now. It's all scratched to hell yeah. from that. Yeah, so. At this point, you know, it's it's been a, you know, you've really, really taken your time getting into mm-hmm. them. Were you starting to, were you getting at all uh, antsy at all? Or were you no. just like, I've I've taken this long. I am going to, I'm going to wait this buck out until the point where I got to pick my kid up from school. So, <laughs> I, so my sister-in-law was picking Peyton up from school. So oh, I knew I was okay. good there. Perfect. So, the other thing was, is like, the the thing in the back of my head was I have to work. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like every minute that was going by is every minute that I'm getting behind at work. Yeah. The whole time. And I'm like, but I wasn't going to bail on this deer. Because my thing is like, I could have worked, and I did. Friday night when I got mm-hmm. back, I worked until 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I tried to make up that time. That's just how I am. Yep. But I'm like, okay, I can make it up in other areas. And I can work the weekend if I want. So... um. Sitting there, and four different times, he made a motion like he was going to get up. Okay. I never went to full draw, but I put tension on the string. Yeah. I'm like, he's going to get up. What, what I got to beat him up. What would he do? With like, did he like his head just kind of perk up and that neck stretch out a little bit? What 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 was he doing that gave you that sign that you thought he was going to stand up? The biggest thing is I was watching the beans around him. Okay. So when the beans were starting to move a lot, I'm like, oh God, he's getting up. Yeah. So like naturally when you see those beans move, you thought his body was shifting yes. and we're like, you, yep. you can kind of see like if, you're, if you've ever seen a white tail lay down, then stand up, like they almost preload them, their bodies and like this, this motion. To get their legs underneath yeah. them. Not that they're going to like stand up and run away, but just the stand up motion. Yep. Okay. Yep. So I was watching the beans around him and the more beans that would flicker or move, that's what I'm like, okay, he's getting up. No, yep. he's getting up. He did it four different times. And then I'm starting to think like go, to going back to your like antsy comment or, you know, question. Yeah. I was like, when will this deer move? And I, I did, I did leave out a big part. He's laying in the shade. Mm-hmm. Okay. The only shaded part in this field, he's laying in it. And I'm in the shade as well. Yeah. I when I came across the field, I was in the sun, and yeah. I immediately told myself I need to get out of the sun mm-hmm. because if he looks up, I'm a beam of light right here. Yeah, yeah. So I I made sure I was in the shade like him, dude. He was so hidden. Yeah, so when, hidden. When <laughs> I I don't mean to side sidetrack it too much, but um, when you were kind of sitting there waiting, was there any thought of you? thinking about this deer because it makes me definitely think about it here in the story that were you just like 
this freaking buck is so smart. Like where the he decided to lay, you, you, you know, if you think about how our story started about the rising temperatures, the windy day. I'm thinking so, about it all. Yeah. So like he's picking, he, like he is picking the prime spot for himself that day to lay. And that's in the, and then you think about all these mature deer, then wherever they're at, like they're picking that good a spot to lay down for the day. You want to know something funny? When I told you the wind was starting to switch to more of a south out of the southwest mm-hmm. is when when it started switching, my first thought was he's going to get up and adjust mm-hmm. because I've had deer on trail cam that would bet bucks that would bet in front of my camera. When the wind would adjust, they would get up and move and, and, and not move, but they would just adjust and put their back to the wind. Yeah. So like when I started feeling that wind go, it was weird that because I kind of forgot about that. When it started moving more towards the south, I'm like, shit, he's gonna get up. He's gonna adjust his body one click yep. to where his back is coming out of the south mm-hmm. because that's just what they do. Yeah. And I'm like, this might be the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm trying to like stay one step ahead of yeah. this deer. And you're and you're still east of him. So yes. even if he adjusts I'm straight I'm straight southeast of him. Yeah. So even if he adjusts to that that next wind shift, you're still going to be okay, but this yep. may be where your window comes in. Yep. And remember, I I'm I feel like I'm top pin. So I like top pin club. I, I do too. That should be a t-shirt. <laughs> I, I was thinking about that the other day. And I was like, man, I think everywhere I hunt's kind of like top pin club. Don't forget that. <laughs> yep. I got gotcha. you. Um so I'm trying to pick out beans and little like ragweed and stuff in the beans. Mm-hmm. And I remember having the thought like, okay, that looks like 20 yards. Like my I'm trying to visualize my block target in the yard. Like mm-hmm. that's gotta be 20. And then I go on. It's like, okay, that's got to be like 30. Okay, I know he's not 30. Like, he's got to be right in there. So I'm yeah. like, I, I feel like I'm good. And the o- open country feels a little different, oh, right? Dude. Like, a, when that open bean field like yeah. that feels different than like if you were in a tree stand and you have visually, you know, you got a tree at 16 and you got a tree at 21. Yes. Like, that open, yes. it just it looks different and feels different. Well, and this is another thing too that after doing this, like, I'm thinking, it's good for people to know like how far bean rows are apart. You know what I mean? Like if you know they're, let's say they're 16 inches or whatever, you can kind of visualize, okay, another 16, another foot, another whatever. You know, Dude, that's something that you wouldn't think about. That That, you know? is, that is an excellent point. Like I'm just that, saying. I've never even thought of something. That I, is, that dude, that's a great point. So, but the thing is, is I'm looking at the rows at an angle. But you can kind of visit. So there's so many layers to this field where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, that bean's right there. But then like, fuck, how far is that yeah. one? Am I picking up one, two rows ahead? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. Oh, the only thing I could only, the thing I could hold my hat on was like, okay, he's top pin. If he gets up, he's top pin. I can kill him right there. Yeah. Deer's chewing his cud. This deer is 100% fine. He is, I shouldn't say 100% fine. The deer will get into what, he did have an injury. Okay. So I'm sitting there 57 minutes and all of a sudden he does this big movement. The beans start shaking and he, he dips his head down to the dirt. Now, if anybody's ever seen a deer get up or even a cow, if you've ever seen a cow get up, they get up the same way. Mm-hmm. They need to get their feet, their back feet underneath of them because their back feet's what springs boards them up. I see his head disappear 
I went to full draw. I'm like, mm-hmm. he's getting up. I just see his head, his antlers, everything disappear. I go to full draw. He pops up. Yep. The first thing, he's standing, okay? He's looking down on me. The first thing that I said in my head was, holy fuck, he's a lot closer than I thought. Yeah. So I put the pin on him. Okay, I'm looking straight northwest at this deer. I'm looking to the northwest. He is looking... He is looking more south, but he's not looking straight south. He's giving he's quartered to me, but he's giving me his shoulder. Mm-hmm. I rem- I remember him standing up out of his bed and doing a big old shake. Mm-hmm. He just like you know how they get up and they just boom. Yeah, they shake. Did he did he take that? Did he take his rack and do that yep. shift back and forth? Yep. Okay. Yep. And then he turns and he licks. He grooms his right front shoulder. He okay. looks away from me. Yep. And I'm thinking to myself, like, he's good. He doesn't see me yet, but he yeah. will see me. And you've got two arrows in there, right? I got two arrows. What's I got, it? You I got, got one that's sitting next to you. Right next to me. Okay. okay. I'm at full draw, and I ranged. Immediately, I ranged, in my, in, and it gave me an 18-yard pin. Were I was you, at 18 <laughs> yards for 57 minutes on this deer. Were, were, when you first seen that 18-yard pin, were you just like, Wow. I, I, I had like to second it, guess myself. Yeah. I said, am I really 18 yards? And I kind of looked at the deer over the, over the site housing and I'm like, no, he's, he's 18. Yeah. Like it, he was so close. Yeah. 18 yards. I mean, that's, we're, we're 30 pound bow close. Oh God. We're, we're <laughs> slingshot close, you know? <laughs> so I put the pin on him and I remember putting the pin on him and in my site housing, I remember see him turning his head from grooming himself and I see him not flinch, but like, oh shit, what's that? Sees me. Right when he did that, I touched it off. Yeah. And I hear the biggest pop. Yep. And I see the arrow go right in his front shoulder and I see it come out the backside and I see it flying through the air behind yeah. him. Blew right through him. Blew right through him. At that moment, he wheels and runs like a deer that has nothing wrong with him. Yeah. And he has, that's the thing with these helix. And I'm not, I'm just going to say helix right now because it's the only fixed blade i've really ever shot mm-hmm. i'm sure other heads do this too but this deer had no idea he was just shot mm-hmm. he runs and he and immediately when he starts blowing out of there for some reason my my head told me get the other arrow sure i grab the arrow i knock it and i i'm going to clip I, 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 my, my release is not a caliper or it's not a, it's hook. not a two caliper. It's a hook. Yeah. Okay. So I go to hook it on my D loop. I remember hooking it on my D loop and looking up at him and he's turning to look back at me. Like, what the hell was that? Yeah. He's completely broadside. Mm-hmm. And I go to full draw and I said in my head, if you're going to let me shoot you again, I'm going to just anchor you here. Pump him. Cause I knew the first one was good. Oh, yeah. I knew we we're good. Pump him. If you got arrows, shoot them. I mean, that's where I'm at with it. I mean, the fact that you you took that second arrow, like crazy. I, I just crazy. I, my whole <laughs> thought is like I would have brought the whole quiver if I didn't want to carry it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I go to full draw and I range, and it says 26. And then again, I'm like, God, I better validate that. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of like slowly look up and or quickly look up, and I'm like, Yeah. He's, He's twenty six. I got one in him. Yeah. yeah, I know he's gonna. We're gonna. We're let's gonna put shoot, another one in him. Yeah, we're gonna shoot him twice at yep. top pin club. And I, I, I put it right on his heart, and I, I pump it, and then everything goes in slow motion. I've never had this happen in my life ever. The arrow is in slow motion. Mm-hmm. I, I do not know why time slowed down. It's really sounds really odd, but this arrow, I just see the red lighted knock going, and then right before it hits him, it 
goes to fast motion. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Sure. It pumps him and, and immediately I said heart. Yeah. I took him right in the heart right mm-hmm. then. He wheels, runs 15 feet, and then falls over. Tips over right in front of you. No kicking, no nothing. He's done. Done. Dude. And at that moment, I was like, first of all, I said, I said out loud to myself, it was kind of weird. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. They, what just happened? That's, um, well, you know, when you talk about how he was so surprised like that, you got to think he's been laying there. You know what I mean? So he's been laying where he feels safe. Mm-hmm. And it's so like when it's funny when, when you're so out of place as a hunter, um, whether you're, you know, you were just off that tree line in inside that field edge where like they, he stands up, he's, he sees some kind of blob that should not, that was not there when he went in there to lay down. Exactly. But so when you, you pump them, I mean, 18 yards, dude, good on you. Freaking 18 <laughs> yards. I was 18 yards, 18 though. Yards. That was hey, lucky. We would have took the second shot at, shot at 26. I mean, 26 yards would have mm-hmm. been close. But 18, so he stands up. You shock the shit out of this thing. Shoot him twice. But I'm going to tell you, so I just looked at my phone. I You FaceTime me at 12.01, okay? I've I've gotten all the phone calls and the FaceTimes of buddies and my brothers just completely jacked out of their mind. They shot one. When I answered that FaceTime, it was the first time I've seen anyone's, uh, your demeanor, like you were just like shell-shocked. Like you didn't even know what to think at that point like you you it was almost like you didn't know how to act like dude am i that's how i felt i didn't know how to act yeah like you were just like you know most of the time you get those phone calls and your body's just like breathing heavy Mm -hmm. i mean how about eight days before that that's what the phone call when you called me dude i just smoked him you know yeah that's where this was more like i could sense that you were just like what the hell just happened that's how I felt. It was like I don't I, honestly the 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 feeling I had was like I don't know how to react right now. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Like I I put my bow on my shoulders, you know, how I hold my bow like mm-hmm. and that's when I FaceTime you and and I'm like I didn't even know what to say to you. Like I didn't know. I texted my wife and I said I just shot a giant. Mhm. And I, cause I can't call her because if I call her, she's at work, she can't use her phone or whatever. So I just kind of let her know. I would have just, just call the hospital. Yeah. Tell <laughs> Front desk. Urgent. I need fourth floor. Yeah. Code, uh, whatever, whatever the code word is, yeah. you know. <laughs> mistletoe. <laughs> mistletoe, mistletoe. My wife will know. <laughs> uh, it, and I, I think I said to you, Dude, I just shot the biggest deer in Michigan I've ever shot. That's exactly what you said to me. And you're like, no, you did. You're like, you said something. And I'm like, I haven't even walked up to him. I was actually walking away from him because I didn't know I, I didn't know what to do. But I look yeah. back and I can see his rack hold, yeah. like there. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And so then you said, where is he? Where is he? And I'm like, I I didn't want to walk up to him. It yeah. was weird. I, I, you know, and then I walked up to him on FaceTime with you and I don't know what was your, what would you think? I was blacked out. Dude, so. I was so stuck on that. You were still out at the farm with this tree stand thing. And I, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be out to the family farm and I, I know there's no beans out there. So I'm like, okay, this has got to be somewhere else. But I, I'd even, I'd even know I was so happy for you, but I didn't even know what to think because it's like, Wait a second. I, th- I th- he just sent me a video 
of a tree stand that he's prepping for his dad. And now, now like that was at 10 o'clock. Now, like 40 minutes ago, he sent me a Snapchat of a, you know, like he's, I can't see a deer, but he's like, oh, there's 30 yards from a, a stud. And now he's, now he's at a loss for words. But the first thing I thought about is exactly why we told, not we, but you told the story the way it is. I, I start, my mind starts racing and all I can think about is every decision Aaron has made since the minute he woke up that day has led him to this opportunity. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's my first, that was the first thing, like things happen for a reason. Yeah. Good things happen to good people. Like think about this, Aaron, the farmer, you were the first person he thought about to call. Yeah. You know, you don't even hunt his ground. Yeah. Think of that. I know. You were the just naturally the first person he thinks to call is like, I'm calling Blasey today. Well, he, and I mean, I did just pass him on the tractor, so that might have like helped to jog his memory, but I, I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to go back to what I said at the beginning. I would have never killed this deer this day doing it the way I did without him. So sure. if he ever listens to this, he knows who he is. Thank you very much. Like I, I, I have everything to owe to him to this deer. Oh. I really do. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, a case of beer is headed his way. There's no doubt. Yeah. Or, or you know. Whatever else, whatever, whatever his, he wants, whatever his bottle of choice <laughs> yeah, yeah. is, right? But uh, I'm not gonna say, like I said, I do not want this to sound like I seek this deer out. This was opportunity at a like right place, right time. You know, hundred percent. I I didn't seek this deer. I've never seen this deer before in my life. Yeah, never. Yeah. What uh, you know, bef- before. Because I, I, I do want to hit on that before we're done is about just deer that people kind of don't know about. Because mm-hmm. I, I think that is something interesting. But I, I, let's get back to like, so you FaceTime me, you're kind of walking up to this deer. And dude, you're, I called the farmer you're, also right okay. after that. Yeah. In, well, what'd the farmer say? What do you, what, what, like, he's like, you, so I you call told him, him I put said, him on speakerphone. I said, I got him. He goes, holy shit, no way. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. And I said, you don't, you don't understand what I just went through to do to yeah. get him, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was kind of a, he's like, send me pictures. He's like, I want those Blasey professional pictures too, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. And um, so he was, he was excited. I, he was really happy, I thought. So um, just to kind of see that plan. I mean, I just talked to him two hours before sure. and it was like, here Dude, we you, go. You, you were know? standing on the wheel well of that thing. Look, yeah. like it's that that is like like i said you were the first person he thought about whether mm-hmm. you whether you believe it's because you just drove by or not like y- he in his mind you were the person he called yep. that's why i'm saying like you do good by people good things happen buddy mm-hmm. yeah for sure so i walked up on this deer and i was in disbelief i was mm-hmm. like this is the biggest deer in michigan i've ever killed you know he had the biggest neck. He had a rutted neck already. Oh. He, he, I mean, it was a rut neck, but it was like, I think it was just his normal body size. Like yeah. he was just a long deer, white face, antlers were, he just carried mass. Yeah. And I remember telling you, I'm like, this deer's got to be four years old, if not five. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? That, that's, that's how you kept saying, you're like, that. this is not only the biggest deer I've ever killed in Michigan, you're like, there's no doubt 
This is a five-year-old. I'm, mm-hmm. I will argue anyone to the blue in the face. And then, you know, like, this is FaceTime, so it's kind of glitchy, this and that. I'm trying to, like, take screenshots just for fun. <laughs> yeah. I, love, I love pictures, you yep. know. And uh, I, the first thing I said to you, I was like, oh, my God, look at his neck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then mm-hmm. I was like, always oh, got kickers off his twos. And and it's funny that the, the farmer's like, well, I, I want those those blicey pictures because yeah. here's the thing, guys, is Aaron takes – the pictures are phenomenal. You're the the editing of the color and the pictures are phenomenal. On the flip side, I got to put my hands on this deer today. The mass, it's you don't see the mass in the pictures. This yeah. deer's mass has bladed twos. He's almost bladed out past his uh one two his threes. He's got blade like he's he's bladed so much towards the end of his brow tines that it's like he scooped dirt up when mm-hmm. he died that yep. day like there's dirt packed in the his main yeah. beams yeah yeah and i was just the sheer body mass or weight and and size of him on october 21st so deer like this it's like i just can't believe this is yep. so then immediately i was like okay what's wrong with this deer because mm-hmm. he did have a limp so he did on his back right leg he did his the knuckle of his leg looked like it was broke. Mm-hmm. Um, and his brow tines were freshly broke. Like you could see that the, the, it was white. I mean, you've seen them. So I'm like, man, I think he might've got hit by a car, you know, like, but I didn't know how, because there's no other chipping on any antlers. Mm-hmm. His brows, one brow, you can still count as a point. I think it's two inches. Uh, the other one, you can't. He's got like two kickers at the base that were broke. He's got another kicker that you can count. So like in the pictures, you got to look closely, but he's actually got 11 scoreable as is. Yeah. But you, it's hard. He just looks like a big six point to be honest with you. But he's, I don't know how, how big his brows were. Um, I've actually sensed that I feel like I might attract someone down that has pictures of this deer and I'm waiting on those pictures. Um, but I did tape the deer out as is. He scores 132 as is right now. Mm-hmm. And I just figured if I put four inch brows on each side, he's a he's a he's a hundred and forty inch frame deer. Yeah. That's he, what he is. Yeah, he, he's got the frame for it, definitely has the mass for it. Mm-hmm. The wildest thing about those brow tines, like we were talking about earlier, is it the way they're broke, they're they're like broke in the back. So it's yeah. it's really it's really odd. But I'm gonna be honest. They're they're not as white as what I thought they were. Yeah. When I first seen them today, I was like, I mean, they're definitely they're broke outside of velvet, but mm-hmm. it's not as fr- fresh looking as I thought they would be. Yeah, and I, and I had a couple of buddies come over that day and looked at you know his leg and everything, and both of them were like, that deer that deer's living on that. Oh, sure. there was I don't know when he got hit, um, but. There was no blood. There was no pus. There was no swelling. Yeah. There was. It was just his leg, you know. And when we caped him out, I actually caped him out today. He was when a, he was in a cooler, walking cooler all weekend. I finally got to it today. He did have a little bit of bruising on that side. I didn't get to cape him out the whole way, just the front half. A little bit of bruising, but nothing. Yeah. There's no pus. There's no nothing. Yeah. I so. Um, what the farmer probably thought was a mercy kill was definitely, in my opinion, um, was not a mercy kill. Yeah. And how that, that deer would have, he would have died by a gun. Yeah. You know, I, I think that may just naturally be how uh, farmers are with animals. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When they yeah. naturally, he might have thought that that, that buck was just out of place. Yep. Uh, who's, who's not to say that that deer wasn't laying there 
that was one of his, you know, six or seven beds that he called home. And, yep. you know, like we talked about when there's leaf covers on that beans, no one's going to see that deer laying there. Right. So I, I think that's just naturally how farmers, like they just, they see an animal that, oh, that's kind of out of place, maybe hurt. Mm-hmm. A farmer, if he, if he has cattle or pigs, what they naturally would do is yep. is help that animal out. But uh, I don't, I mean, that deer has wits about him, buddy. I mean, it's, we've seen deer, I mean, even fawns you've seen with the injury that will be, you could see them all fall. You know what I mean? They could even be missing their moms and you'll still see them all fall and still survive. We had a doe one year on our family farm that had three legs and she spit out, um, three years worth of fawns yeah yeah so it's just like yeah. one of those things that you know yeah i don't know I, i'm i'm waiting patiently yeah I, I <laughs> for these pictures so i, I want to see if it's that deer yeah uh, i can't wait to i i hope there, there's there's two sides of me okay there's there's a side of me that hopes that you get a picture of them because mm-hmm. it'd be let's then it'd be awesome to say okay yeah he was three and a half miles or he was living under your nose and never knew it so yeah the part of me that's hopes that you see him is that you can put together where he actually might have been all summer Living, yep. or someone knew about him. But there's also part of me, and one of my really good buddies, my buddy I went to Iowa with, we were just talking about this days ago, that the more I play this game and the more we think we know all these deer, the more I start to believe that there's always one mm-hmm. that we don't know about. Yep, And I love that thought. I love the thought that there's always one and, you know, this deer is a a ways away from you, but, you know, when you feel like you have a good grasp on all your deer that you know that you're hunting, then all of a sudden uh, a hunt like this happens. I mean, what, what, what's that make you feel like with no one like, oh my gosh, like I thought I, just when you think you know it all, know all your bucks and then you have a buck show up that is, is he not the biggest buck? that you know of this year in michigan oh he's he's one of the i mean back in high school when we would do shining we saw some big deer sure you know what i mean but like he's in that top top tier of bucks that i've ever seen in michigan sure you know what i mean and you know there's always a lucky hunter in the area that always gets a buck that i'm not saying this deer is uh booner by any means mm-hmm. but for our area like i mean the buck i shot the first buck was like 110 inches mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it's like that's what we're me personally. That's what I'm getting on camera. That's what we're trying to yeah. kill. And then this deer shows up. And like, this is just a totally different caliber of deer. Yep. Yeah. And even like for the you know as a listener, somebody could say, well, the second one he shots, you know, one one you know upper one thirties or whatever, and he's only twenty some inches bigger. It's like, well, wait till you get your hands on the two. Like no these comparison. are these are two different calibers mm-hmm. of animals right yep. here. And the the deer that you put the stalk on and killed. I'm just going to say it. I'm born and raised in Michigan. I've hunted other states. Those deer don't come often to Michigan. I've said it since day one, ever since I've been on a podcast with you, Aaron. Deer like that, they just don't come often. When they start getting that mass like that in Michigan, that only comes with years and years and years and years of age. Well, and and we're going to have to wrap this up here because I know we got to eat some supper and I got to go to the bathroom, but, <laughs> uh, I do know that he's the second biggest deer I've ever got on camera in Michigan mm-hmm. in all the years I've ever ran camera. Okay. So, and I do put him, like I said, he tapes it at one thirty two as is, but I'm putting average size brows on him. 
I think he's 140 inch deer right there somewhere. So we'll see when the picture comes, but he is 132 inches. Yeah. That's just the best way I can paint the picture. But yep. like David said, he carries mass like crazy. His mm-hmm. bases are fives and it goes four and then three and some change. And then like, he just carries his mass yeah. out, you know? Yeah. So I, I just, just, I just got one other question for yep. me on this. And it hasn't been brought up in the story yet, but I always thought, uh, being good friends with you, I knew this was kind of coming uh, here shortly in your season. Uh, you have work trip, work trips coming up. Yep. So your season wasn't like it was not quickly or slowly, but like it was inching closer towards the end before gun season yeah so, nine yeah. days of my rut was gonna what i already knew was slated out yeah i so, knew nine days of the best rut was gonna be done yep you're because you're getting ready to leave soon for rick work trip so i just uh let me ask you just one last yep. thing how does it feel to be bucked <laughs> out buddy before uh, november yeah it, uh, it's a crazy feeling i can tell you that but i know when this weather gets cold i'm gonna start one to and it, honestly my plan going forward is like i want to kill some does we got some does sure. at the family farm i want to kill some meat that you know we could use and not us but my family they want some meat so i'm gonna go try to kill some deer out of a saddle yeah awesome <laughs> but hey congratulations bud appreciate it man thank yep. you for coming up and doing this yeah so guys thank you very much for all the support and all the downloads hopefully you guys like this episode in the series or the season 22 you know i'm not done hunting i'm not going to hunt as much as i you know usually would but you're going to get some more season episodes a couple more and um i'm actually thinking about getting some merch made with the season 22 on them so if you guys are wanting that hit me up in the comments or hit me up in dms let me know if you you know i got a really cool logo and design idea that i'm thinking about doing but i think it's going to be one of those things i do every year so let me know guys thank you very much go to itunes leave a five-star rating leave a written review also do it on spotify and don't forget we'll be here next time on the fall podcast